but they fidget or they, they put their hands in their pockets or, yeah. and, and it tends to be a low confidence posture. Uh-huh. And just generally speaking, people don't buy from low confidence people. They want high confidence winners. Absolutely. And that's people want to be around winners. They want to do business with winners and, and high confidence individuals who have won before right. because they believe that they will likely win again. Right. And right. so demonstrating physical postures that can be picked up subconsciously help you demonstrate that you have won and you right. will likely win again. Hey guys, welcome back to Fitness Driven Podcast. We updated our title because we wanted to encompass topics beyond weight loss and just looking better. We dive into people's lives on how fitness plays a large role and how fitness moves them forward in every aspect of life, from business, relationships, career, physical health, and emotional health. Our ultimate mission is to make fitness a priority. In the time we are living in, a little bit of health and fitness can go a very long way. Anyways, today we had another conversation with James Bristow. This time around, we talk about fitness and sales. We often see benefits in fitness in our health and external effects to our bodies, but we rarely see the impacts in our profession. Fitness is not only an investment that will 10 times your health, but it will can also 10 times your revenue. In this particular episode, we discuss how being fit can improve your ability to communicate, negotiate, ultimately close more deals. We go over topics of heart rate control, breathing control, and importance of posture when it comes to sales. If you missed the prior episode with James Bristow, make sure to scroll back to our past episodes and give it a listen. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to give us a rating. Keep sharing our episodes with your friends and family, and we hope you guys are having a great day. And with that being said, we hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, James, episode two, welcome back. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed uh, episode one, it was a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I needed more. So we talked about entrepreneurship last episode. This one in particular is going to be fitness related to selling and negotiating. Cool. So how, how fitness plays a role in, in both of that for you. So what I want to ask first is um, how does work, sales work, affect people business for you, right? Yeah, so you I mean, you know, <clears throat> generally speaking, I'm an engineer by education. Our business is generally engineering, if you will, uh, hard sciences, and we're, we're fixing problems, right? The, every every challenge that we face is a, is, a, is a puzzle that needs to be solved. Right. And that we even have that in, our, in the mission statement of our company. Uh, it's a people business. We're selling man hours, time, and value based on those solutions. And so we have to recognize that uh, when we're selling those things, I'm not selling widgets. I don't have something to hand them physically in exchange for the, the money that they're they're investing in it. And so it's all about those relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, uh, we talked previously about how much I want to win, right? But also that I get to define what winning looks like. Right. A big part of winning for me is building powerful relationships. Right. Powerful relationships are the kind that. Uh, invest in you 
not just dollars and cents, but investing you in time, investing you in energy. Yeah. Uh, and they're giving to you the same way that you're giving to them. And that's a transaction. Right. Right. So, you know, it may not be a monetary transaction, but those transactions where I give you something and you give me something, it doesn't have to be quid pro quo so much. And it's not even spoken in my life that much. It's the true relationship that has value. And, and, and what I'm trying to do in those situations is making sure that I give more than I receive. Okay. And think about that. If everybody in business is focused on giving more than they receive, then everybody's getting more than they expected. Right. So take that and do that for your client and give more than you receive. That means over deliver on the value. That client is yours for forever. Right. Because they know that you're going that extra mile for your relationship more than just this product that you're selling. So we, we really focus on that in a people business because um, it's, you know, there are people down the street that can do the same thing. They yeah. have the same education as me. They have, you know, have the same experience as me. But is the client getting the value that they deserve for that relationship? So that requires a lot of energy. That requires a ton of energy. And you feel, do you feel you're getting that from your health and fitness, your relationships? Where, you, where, where is it all coming from? I don't mean to, to, to disagree with you on your, your own show here, but yeah. I, I actually think it gives me energy and not takes oh, energy. That? The relationship gives yeah. me energy yeah, because, yeah, yeah. because I'm, I'm, I'm amped to build that relationship knowing okay. that it's an investment for everyone. That that's powerful when you can look at something and say, I don't feel like I'm working right now. I'm creating relationships that have value and, and an immense amount of value that, that, I, that I believe are powerful. Right. Uh, that pumps me up. I'm good. Do you build relationships here? All day long, every day, yeah. every morning. So that's possibly why you gain, you gain more than just the health component. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you had to tell me, James, we're starting class now? You know, uh, zip, zip it, bud. It's, you know? it, would be, it would be weird if I didn't. Right. Like, something's wrong with Bristol today, guys. Exactly. No, right. I, I mean, I'm either, <laughs> I'm either uh, reinforcing existing relationships or I'm bringing somebody in that I want to, like, you know, get to know better. And so I brought right. them into the gym to work out with us. Or I'm meeting someone that you brought to, right. to introduce me to. And, and I want to value that relationship and grow it. Uh, it's giving me energy nonstop. And that is why I think that um, that I have been and people like me are successful in selling because we, we're never, I have literally never thought in my head during a conversation that I'm trying to sell somebody something. Right. Incredible. I'm, I'm not selling. I am yeah. creating a relationship. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm an engineer. I should ask them if they need help with that. Hey, by the way, do you need any help with this? And then and we're doing business together and all of a sudden there's a, a, an exchange for money. Then... So I thought about this a long time ago, right? Because we do a lot of aerobic stuff, a lot of breathing stuff, being able to control your breath. Do you think there's a difference in breathing pattern for a person that's negotiating really well and then or selling very well? Like, what's their breathing pattern like? Are they breathing less? Are they breathing really, really high? What do you think the best um, sellers and negotiators are? As far as their breathing, their heart rate, where do you think it's at? I think there's really two kinds of, of effective sellers. Right. Um, there are what I would call straight hunters. These right. are the people that 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 have the th they 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 need the thrill. Right. They their heart rate jacks up when they're getting close to the kill. Yeah. They're there. I'm not that kind of seller, and I have nothing yeah. against that. That that's right. an extremely effective, extremely intentional seller. Right. 
Um, these are your, your, your salespeople, tried and true salespeople. Mm -hmm. They know their job is to win that job, right? Uh, I'm more of what I call a client development or a, you know, relationship-driven business developer. Right. And so my heart rate doesn't change. My breathing doesn't change. It's all steady all the way steady, through. Yeah. And I try to do that in my workouts, right? Oh, you yeah. try to keep it through there. Um, even when you know it's a sprint. You'll say, hey, come on, let's move, let's move. I'm trying to bring my heart rate back to where it belongs at this steady spot. Because if I can stay there, um, I'm more natural. Right. My energy is, is, is kind of long game energy, if you will. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot to business development and growing businesses in this organic sales yeah. method. That uh, it can still be quick. It can still happen very quickly. Right. Uh, but it is a long game. Right. With high value, right? Yeah. So you're controlling that breathing pattern in here, and then and then when you have high stress selling situations, you still learn how to manage your breathing. Do you have a better close rate when you do stuff like that? Yeah. So I, I mean, for me, I don't have a high stress sales um, yeah, feeling. I, I never do. I, and I either there's something innate just burning in my gut that wants to win, right? And we've talked about that before. I want to win, but right. I never think about it during the day. I think about it in the morning. I think about it at night when I go to bed, and through the day I think about relationships and people and friends. I, I there isn't a client that I wouldn't call my friend. Right. They call the office folks I've met once or twice and we're doing business with, yeah. and they tell my team, you know, hey, we got to get this done. Um, I'm friends with James. Right. And I've met him once or twice. I, I don't even know their last name, but I would still consider them my friend because I value those relationships and our relationships um, so much. And that and that's that's sales, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. So I, I like to, you're more of a negotiator almost instead of sales, right? You're negotiating ideas, you're negotiating policies, procedures, and then your accounts, obviously, too. Do you use your negotiating and your selling outside of business? Yeah, I would say, so negotiation is, all it is is communication. Right. You cannot effectively, in the business, uh, close a deal without knowing what the pain points are for that individual. Right. And so a negotiation starts out with questions. Okay. You start in the questions and you say, what hurts? Right. If, if you could just pay money and make a pain go away, what would the pain be? Mm -hmm. How much money would you pay to have that pain go away? Right. Have you ever said something like that in your business, Royce? Yeah, absolutely, right? I mean, you said it to me. I come in here, I've just had shoulder surgery, and you say, what would you like to do to make that pain go away? I know it hurts in your shoulder. Right. I believe that I can fix that. That's a negotiation. Right. And and so when, when you go to all of your relationships and you say, what can we do to fix that problem? And what is it worth in that value uh, conversation? Right. What is the value of solving that problem? Yeah. That's negotiation. You do it all day long. You do it with your spouse. You do it with your children. You, you do it with... Um, your your partners in business, you do it with your partners in life. That's incredible. And I don't think of it as negotiation necessarily. That's just communicating yeah. through your relationships. So we talked about breathing. Now I want to talk about a different part. Like when you're in these moments, when you're creating relationships, I want to talk about body position. What's your posture looking like? How does how does posture improvement in fitness affect? Your ability to, to talk, to ability to sell, ability to negotiate. Mm, that's right? a great question. That's a great question. You know, when you, when we talk about um, 
lifting and allowing our body to engage where it's supposed to. Right. You start from a neutral position, almost right. always is a neutral position. Right. So I think in sales and negotiations, if you can remember to start from a neutral position, what it does is it disengages the unintended yeah. um, nonverbal communication yeah, 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 that yeah. you didn't necessarily need them to see. Yeah. Just like when we do a lift and we're neutral, we turn off muscles that we don't want to get hurt. Yeah. We wait until we start to lift or we stay neutral while we're lifting. So only the muscles needed are moving, not bringing any focus to other muscles, right? Or other or parts of your body. Yeah. And so negotiations and sales is the same thing. If you start neutral, don't bring any attention to anything else. People are yeah. subconsciously watching you oh, when yeah. you're talking to them. Oh, so. Yeah. Talking with your hands is good because it brings attention to your hands instead of other parts of your body. Trying to stay neutral. Keep your shoulders down, back. your back, push back your chest up if you need to be dominant in a conversation. Yeah. You can fold your shoulders forward if you want to be passive in a conversation. Your chin up if you're showing confidence. Your chin down if yeah. you need to give confidence. And same thing in the gym, right? If, yeah. we're gonna, if we're going to do a heavy lift, some of the first things I, I do is pull my shoulders down. Pull my shoulder blades together right. and let my chest stick up a little bit and get ready to, to posture into a big lift. Yeah. And same with running. Right? Same with running. Mm -hmm. Stay yeah, on your toes, yeah. lean forward. Yeah. Right? A little bit of uh, pose running. Yeah. So you think posture plays a role in, in, in that? 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, I wouldn't say it is, you know, the end all be all. Right. But it prevents you from getting hurt. Right. It prevents um, the negative impact. Yeah. That, that if you didn't have good posture, could occur. Have you seen, have you seen that happen? Like you're seeing, you're watching a sales pitch from your team and you're like, man, my guys are, how, how is this happening? This is why it's closing. How do you impact that? Right. You notice it's not like a, it's not what they're, what's coming out of their mouth. Mm -hmm. What's coming out of their mouth is what you trained, but then you're looking at them and you're like, it's not their mouth. It's. It's how they're, it's how they're holding themselves. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, so in our business, I mentioned it's a people business, and, right. and so we do a lot of presentations and a lot of, um, you know, getting in front of people and presenting to them. Right. And so, you know, and we're scientists. Most of the team members have, you know, our master's degrees or PhDs, yeah. and uh, you know, we we joke about the nerdiness that we have in our business. Yeah. And I'm a nerd, and they're they're a nerd, so we can call each other that. Um, but they fidget or they, they put their hands in their pockets or, yeah. and, and it tends to be a low confidence posture. Uh -huh. And just generally speaking, people don't buy from low confidence people. They want high confidence winners. Absolutely. And that's people want to be around winners. They want to do business with winners and, and high confidence individuals who have won before right. because they believe that they will likely win again. Right. And right. so demonstrating physical postures that can be picked up subconsciously help you demonstrate that you have one and you right. will likely win again. So you just you just pull those people to the side and say, hey, why don't you try taking your hands out of your pockets and just folding them together in front of you. Okay. Present them to, the, to, to right. the person. Or put your hands by your side instead of in your pockets. Um, but it's also a low confidence thing. And so right. how do we, more importantly, change their actual confidence level, not just their posture. How do you go to someone who puts their hands in their pockets because they're not comfortable standing in front of people and speaking right. and say, you're a winner. You have won before. Why are your hands in your pockets? Right. Take your hands out of your pockets like a winner. 
and, and I definitely don't say it that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you coach them through it and say, you know, when you have your hands in your pockets, you appear to be somewhat uh, unconfident. So take them out and be confident. Have you seen those transformations happen for your employees the moment they start Im- implementing a little bit of form of fitness, postural fitness, and then you're like, well, this, is, this guy's closing more. This That's, guy is creating more relationships than I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, we, a lot of the folks in the gym here that, that I work with uh, and work out with, the moment there starts to become some positive momentum in their fitness, yeah. there is positive momentum at work in their closing rate, in their ability to sell, confidence goes up. I mean, I, you know, uh, even, I won't speak for them, I'll speak for myself. Right. After that shoulder surgery, confidence starts to go down a little oh, bit. Yeah, grounded. It, you know, your, your shoulders lifted and you can't get your neck to disengage. The muscles are a little funky. You can feel a little awkward. I, I know I even looked a little awkward. I look in the mirror and my shoulders are, are not on the same level. Right. They're, they're not even. And I'm feeling it down my back, into my feet, into my legs. Right. Um, that brings a lower confidence level. Right. And then I'm standing there and subconsciously I'm thinking, you know, or, or um, partially consciously consciously thinking, I wonder if they can see my shoulders off a little bit as I'm having a business conversation. Yeah. So the moment we started to fix that, confidence goes back up. I'm allowed to be natural. My posture is neutral again. And I'm, I'm more effective in my day job. So let's flip this around. Let's say now you're the customer and you're watching, you're buying a product from a person, right? Mm-hmm. You have to think back a little bit because I've, I've done this before. How many, and the times that I said no to people, mm-hmm. right? Who are those types of people? What were their pit postures like? How did you feel in the moment? You're like, hey, listen, man, we just can't do business together. Yeah, there's a, one specific instance, it, it, because it's real time, I, I, I was getting a pitch last week from, from somebody who yeah. wanted to, to wanted us to acquire their business and, and right. bring it into our own. And this gentleman was unfit. Yeah. Uh, his, you know, his face looked a little gaunt. His eyes were, you know, uh, really yeah. bloodshot. Um, and there, his his pants were wrinkly. He had missed a couple of belt loops on his on his belt. Right. His uh, shoes were untied or loosely tied. Right. Yeah. And so the the way you present yourself, everything from tying your shoes properly to filling your belt loop, it doesn't have to be expensive clothes, right? Right. But how many belt loops is he going to miss figuratively in business? If you've got the belt, that means you've got the, what you need to hold your pants up, but you miss the belt loop. So you're already thinking that before you even, he even said one word. Exactly. The moment he walked right. in the door, I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Okay. Maybe he's just eclectic and a scientist and really good at what he does, so he misses belt loops. Let's see. And then I'm, look, I'm, I'm already suspect. Right. And, and fair or not fair, it's just what it is. We do it yeah. without even thinking it. Uh, as humans we look at things and say that's attractive that's unattractive yeah we define what that means to ourselves yeah but that was unattractive to me right. and so you know you wonder what else is he doing in his life right what else is he doing in his life that is not the best that he could possibly be doing yeah. he's it clearly this gentleman is not taking care of his physical wellness is yeah. he gonna die while we're partners is he gonna have a heart attack is he gonna stroke out work with money invested a lot of money invested yeah Am I going to literally hand this guy a bunch of money and a lot of my livelihood and he can't even get his belt loops right? Yeah. It's like that. It's it's like when we were kids and then you had one captain and another captain and then there's five people up there and there's one kid that's like six, seven. Like who are you going to pick first? That, that guy that's just like small down there. And, yeah. 
and just kind of turning his body around, you're going to pick that 6'7 kid to win, right? Yeah. So, as long as his shoes are tight. Yeah, so, you know, I think it's it's a huge perception for a lot of people. People don't realize they're saying no to um, imbalance and posture, you know, lack of fitness. Um, even though they can be the best, most productive person, it kind of sets them back. Would you agree? Yeah, right. yeah, I think I think more often than not, people get in their own way. Right. And... and you know, bringing it back to the, the concept of how fitness translates into that, yeah. um, you can fix it. Yeah. And I mean you. I mean uh, an individual can fix it, and all you need is a coach. All you need is a partner, and you and then you need to bring awareness to it. So you say, look, I miss belt loops. I know I miss belt loops. I'm aware of it. Uh, can you help me make sure I don't miss belt loops? And then translate to, to the fitness, to the gym. You say, look, I, I, you know, I'd like to lose 20 pounds. I know it's hurting my back. I know it's making my, my work life uh, imbalanced. Um, I need to fix that. You start picking up a little bit of momentum with incremental change. It doesn't have to be lose 20 pounds tomorrow. Right. Incremental change gives you the momentum that you need in everything. Right. So so you the next time you get two belt loops. The next time after that you get three belt loops. The next time before before you know it, you've got your belt on properly. Right. And in, and in the gym, we first we try it with the bar. Or actually, we could try it with a PVC pipe. Then we try it with a bar. Then we put a little bit of weight on it. Then you put a little bit more. And each time, you practice the same form. You keep your neutral position. And you engage what you need to engage to do that motion or that movement. And just incrementally make more positive change. And it will impact your energy. It will impact your effectiveness. It will help you be more effective with your relationships. Um, again, it, it just gives value exponentially. How incredible was that? So final question, right? You're hiring somebody and you have this, again, you have like a group of three, right? Do they have to have a six pack? Do they have to have any of these things? Do you have to have perfect, perfect posture? What's the level in your head that's like the standard to be successful in in selling and negotiating? What is, what is that supposed to look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I like to use my internship program as an example because it is rudimentary. Um, in, all right, we hire a lot of high school or uh, junior college or undergraduate interns every year. Right. Um, sometimes two or three, sometimes 10 or 15, depending on the economy and where things are at. And every single intern that I hire, I ask for a resume. Right. I ask for a resume, and most of them don't have them. Right. But they don't, the ones that I hire are the ones that figure it out. Right. I'm looking for people who will just figure it out. They will solve the problems put in front of them regardless of what they are. Right. So they, you know, this is a high school senior. He doesn't have a resume. He has no work experience. Right. But what does he create to yeah. tell a story of his track record or her track record where they've been challenged and solved the problem? Wow. And so we need that in business where... Instead of, and it happens too much, where instead of coming to you and saying, hey, make me a resume, they say, I'm sorry, I don't have a resume. Well, right. I'm not going to hire that person. Right. I, they would say, if they said, give me a day, I'll make sure I'll have you a resume. Yeah. They go home, they, they jump on the computer, they find a resume wizard, they yeah. put one together, they, they, they ask around, maybe they ask their parents, you know, what kind of stuff can I put on a resume? They work their way through the problem and then they come back. Those are problem solvers. Those are people that definitely can come work with me. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. In a gym, who is that? Right. People who try. Yeah. Don't quit before you start. 
You have to to try. You have to try. Hey, I've never power lifted before. I've never weight lifted before. Okay, let's start with those little uh, five pounders. Don't don't pick up the 45s. So they don't have to look perfect. It doesn't have to look perfect. You don't have to be Royce fit every time. I'm not going to be in the CrossFit games. It's just not going to happen. That doesn't mean I shouldn't be CrossFit. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Yeah, buddy.